0: Welcome to This Week at Missouri Politics from the state capitol in Jefferson City. With the legislative session winding down, we have the 57th governor of the great state of Missouri, Governor Mike Parson. Welcome back to the show.
1: Yes, yeah, Scott. Good to be on this morning. It's a great day.
0: So I remember vividly, I mean, uh, your detractors and your supporters call you the most pro-life governor in the history of Missouri. Right. This week there was a landmark case. My entire life I've heard about it. Roe versus Wade looks like it could be about to be overturned. That's gotta be some validation for your career's work.
1: You know, there's no question that's exciting news, you know, but I've also understand, I've been around long enough, you gotta wait till them official votes take yep. place. I think we all do, but I think just the idea of that hope, of protecting life for many of it, that believes in that and our values is so important. And to really be at the footstep of getting this changed is a pretty landmark, uh, needless to say, piece of legislation for the United States. And, and, and more importantly, Scott, I think it goes back to the fundamentals of the Constitution. States should be the ones deciding what's best for their and the people of their state, not the federal government in a lot of issues. And I think this is one particular case 50 years ago that I believe the federal government overstepped their boundaries and that Roe versus Wade should have never been settled there. If the states should be making the decisions whether they want to be a pro-life state or a pro-choice state.
0: I mean, you've, I mean, you've been earning the title of the most pro-life governor in the history of the state. Yeah. You've signed a lot of legislation. Right. Do you believe right now if the court would decide that, that goes away? Does that mean that it's illegal to have an abortion in the state of Missouri?
1: Yeah, I think we're headed down that path that we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen in our state. Look, when, when I first come to the legislative branch, there was 8,000 abortions a year in the state of Missouri. 8,000. So, and you, you i have been up here 16 years or so. So when you think of that, 8,000, so many years, we started whittling down, willing down, whittling down through what we've been through the legislative actions, through the budget process. But last year, there was 40 abortions in the state of Missouri those are real lives that you've been able to save in your career and to make sure to continue to do that because I'm just a firm believer in, uh, you know, everybody has a right to life, you know, and nobody should take that away from those individuals. Well, let me just ask you the
0: question, when you leave state government in 2024, will that number be zero?
1: Oh, I'd love for it to be zero when I leave here. That would be a great accomplishment to start off with 8,000 and down to zero. We'll see, uh, you know how this all comes out at the end of the day but uh, right now it looks like it's heading the right direction it's good news for all of us that are pro-life and what we stood for all our lives what that Supreme Court decision is and you know sometimes you win in the Supreme Court and sometimes you lose and it looks like we're gonna win let's talk about the budget you turned in a budget legislatures uh, had their hand in it
0: uh, this federal money makes it I always found this place the air is a little crisper that the pizza era's pizza is a little fresher when there's money in the state budget <laughs> yeah, you guys have right, money right, what are you right. spend it on
1: you know what We gotta be accountable, first of all. You know, I've been through the process where you've had to cut. That's not much fun uh, when you haven't had money, but we also gotta be smart how we do this. You know, uh, I think we got a once in a lifetime opportunity to make investments in our state for the future generations. And I think when we start putting this budget together, when we did, we felt like we wanted to do what can we use the the ARPA money for long term? What is gonna be here 10, 15, 20 years down the road? And you know, we wasn't so interested in the one-and-done programs, or anything that's just one and done and it's gone. We're looking at how do we invest that money long-term? How do we build a workforce of tomorrow? How do we make sure a kid in school knows that he probably, maybe, not going to go to college, but he maybe needs a work certificate. Maybe he's gonna go to community college. Maybe there's other avenues for him in the workforce. I wanna make sure those kids know that. I wanna make sure we're building the infrastructure in our state. If you want businesses to come here and you want people to stay here, you have gotta invest in those type of things. Broadband things that really are really going to make a difference in people's lives. So, are more
0: people going to be have connected to broadband after
1: this budget signed? There is no doubt. The, you know, this is the largest investment in broadband we're making. It's not as much on the financial side as it's a matter of just absolutely getting it done. Yeah. But again, you've got to have a long-term plan for that. You, you know, everybody's not going to have broadband in one, two, or three years. You know, it's a long-term fix. I mean, the
0: fact is, you can beat your drum about conservatism all you want. But it took, it took government involvement to run power to the farm. Right. It took government involvement. It will take government involvement to
1: run Internet to the farm. There's no doubt about that. And Scott, when you talk about electricity in the day, electricity had the same problems for having broadband. You know, How are you going to get that to some remote area somewhere, to a house in the middle of nowhere? But let me tell you today, we all expect to flip a light switch on, and lights come on. And we expect it to be quality electricity. Same thing with broadband. Everybody should have a right to access to that.
0: Let's talk about infrastructure. That's the thing I've, you've talked about the entire time I've ever known you. And I, to me, rural broadband is very much infrastructure. Sure. But to a lot of folks, yeah. it's highways. Yeah. The legislature came through, put some more money into MoDOT. Yeah. What should folks be looking to see out of that?
1: You know, one again, accountability. You know, I think one of the things we really wanted to do is we wanted to work in a lot of areas of the state, minor routes, rural routes, that's very difficult to get money to. And by putting money there, we could free up more money to be able to use federal matching money to do bigger projects, Buck O'Neill Bridge, Roachport, I-270, those major projects. But when you look what we're doing in this state with the rail system, with our airport system, KCI with the new airport, expanding the river ports, I mean, these are the things, again, you're building long-term for the economics of our state. And the most important thing I think people need to realize when you're investing in infrastructure and workforce, you got to have those two things. You can't have one without the other. You gotta have both of them going. And then the other thing is, I think we all want an opportunity for our kids to stay here. We want our grandkids to stay here. We all want that chance. Now, whether they all do or not, I don't know, but you gotta have jobs for them, and you gotta have good paying jobs, and you gotta build the infrastructure to bring people here. And we're doing that right now.
0: When I think of the advocates for rural Missouri, I think of you, I think of cinder Hageman. He's right. beat the drum hard on those rural routes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much he's in sync with MoDOT right now, but can you tell folks in North Missouri watching this that there will be attention paid to those.
1: I don't I don't think whether you're northeast, you're southeast, or southwest. You know, I think when we did the bridge bridge program that we did early on, of those 250 bridges, I think we're close to 200 of them being completed. Most of them were out in the That's in kind of stuff that matters to folks, right? Yeah, you make a promise, yeah. keep it. Yeah, exactly, I mean, you know, just because you live in a rural area or remote area doesn't mean you don't want good transportation, yeah. you know, and doesn't mean it always needs to go to the bigger urban areas. They're going to get their fair share of it, and by taking care of some of those things now, it frees us up to do major projects. And I think when you look at workforce development, the things we've done, when you look at infrastructure, things we've done, we've cut income taxes, which kind of got lost in the COVID. Okay. We've literally cut people's income taxes twice since I've been governor and the way the revenues are right now, we'll cut it a third time. Those are things that last forever. When you start taking people and you cut their income tax, that's a good day for the entire state, for everybody. So. We want to keep working on issues that are long-term goals. I never
0: believe there's a guy getting off work at Nixa today, looks at his check and says, I didn't send enough money to the government. I don't think anybody thinks that. When you can keep more of that, that matters to folks.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and that's, every time you look at that check, we want them to think, at least my taxes are going down, you know, from, from, at least from our perspective of the state level, we want to be able to do that. That's what we want to look. And we just don't want it to be one time and says, okay, I had a little hit today. We want it long term. We want long term. I
0: see the folks at the Post of the Star criticize you for making sure rural Missouri gets its share, whether it's vaccines or whether it's roads. I I seem to don't know that those punches really land on you.
1: Yeah. You you know what? Listen, we've did uh, our best. I probably, as far as working with the urban areas, I don't think without any question, I've been to St. Louis more than most governors have ever been. I work for the African-American community, the Municipal League, uh, with a lot of organizations there in Kansas City, both that I work with. Look. The one thing I will tell you, all Missouri needs to do well. Not just one segment of the state for Missouri to do well. But, you know, you, you can only do so much in state government. You know, those are big urban areas. They, they've got a lot of resources to be able to use. We want to help, but we're not the ones that run well, that show. Quentin Lucas sat there
0: behind that microphone and bragged on you for helping Kansas City during a campaign. I mean, that's yeah. about as good as you can get.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it is, you know. And, and I think I'm always one of them guys, Scott. I think you've known me for a long time. I always try to look at what do we agree on and let's get that off the table. There's always gonna be things we're gonna disagree on in certain areas of the state. And it could even be rural area too sometimes. I'm not always on the same page. But I think there's so many things that we have that we can agree on this state of Missouri. And it's why our state's really fair better than most states in the United States right now. But uh, you gotta stay the course. Workforce going well? Workforce is going well. I mean, I think we've learned a lot, what we've been through the last two years. I think we've got more people engaged uh you know i, I know the con- i know a lot of controversial around the schools and all that but you know what it's woke up a lot of parents too to say hey i want to know what's going on in these school systems and, and i think that's a good thing i think in the long term it'll be good when we start looking at what activity our kids are learning in school and people need to know what that is so i think that's a good thing people are i've asked you that.
0: before about this construction jobs a flood of illegal immigrants the president trump talked about it you've talked about it there is some money that I think Senator Hagman has in the budget to give you some tools to combat that. Is that something the state's gonna do?
1: Well, for, first of all, you go talking about this illegal immigration, what's happening at the southern border. Number one, everybody should understand there is no good thing out of that. There is nothing good happening with those people coming across that border. And it is gonna eventually get to Missouri. So That's I was weird. criticized pretty heavily. When, when I said something about it, I signed a document saying, hey, I, I didn't want that to happen, and it says, hey, why am I worried about the border in Texas? Because those people are coming to Missouri. Well, go to the border of the Missouri River and no Criminals family. are coming to Missouri. Fentanyl's coming to Missouri, all over this country. And there's a reason there is a legal way to come to this country and an illegal way to come to this country. And I think what you're seeing right now is just total chaos and out of control. And we've got to do what we can from the state levels to fight that back. And Missouri's going to do its part? Yeah, we we are. We're going to help Governor Abbott down there. We have been all along behind the scenes, being able to help with that. But look, I, I can't imagine being in Governor Abbott's shoes, and I and I know Governor Abbott real well. But I can't imagine being yourself out there trying to fight a federal issue, and no get no support or no help from the federal government to speak of. They I mean, push you down, right? And nobody wants to talk about this issue too much because everybody's wanting on the national level they want to push this way because it's not a positive thing. But I, when you see what's happened in the last fourteen months under this, the president's administration that we see today. I have never known in my lifetime someone to make so many mistakes, so much incompetent decisions in my career. And I'm normally not a guy out there going out there hammering people. But I'm gonna tell you, the worst day I've had as governor when I was sent on the tarmac in St. Louis when Corporal Smith come back in the casket. That was the worst day I've had as governor and I've had a lot of things. But that young man should have never come home that way. And I think when you see, again, another failed policy administration uh, of what they did, and you as an Army veteran, I understand the ranking order of the chain of command, the Commander in Chiefs President of the United States, but the President of the United States, when he does a military maneuver and he tells everybody what time we're going to do it, what day we're going to do it, and what the location is, it's never going to be a good result when you're fighting with the enemy. And it was just, it's unfortunate all that happened, but uh, you know, look, we gotta fight our battles here in Missouri. We gotta make sure that doesn't expand.
0: So before uh, we'll let you go, to the Senate race. Now that Senator Blunt's leaving, you probably know more than anybody in the state about running in the state. Uh, how do you size it up?
1: You know what, I think it's really changed. I think it's changed a lot with a lot of things that have happened over the last several months. Uh, you know, and I'll, I will tell you this, you're a long way from before primary yet. Yeah. So other things could happen still yet. Uh, but I think you got some good candidates out there. Uh, that I've ha- had a chance to know for a long time, uh, they're, they're good people. Running if, you're a,
0: if you're an old boy that hunts and fishes and works hard in rural Missouri, right. you're a Parsons supporter, yeah. what would Mike Parsons say you ought to think about before you pick a candidate?
1: Make sure you know who they are. Look at their records. Honestly, just, just take a look at them. Most of these candidates, I'd be talking to people that know them, have dealt with them, you know, and what is their record? Is that, you know, and all of them, you know, for the most part, got records, analyze them. Say, who, who do you think is going to be the best person that's going to represent you as an individual in Washington, D.C.? Not a organization, not a special interest group. Well, that old boy may end up writing you in. Who, who do you? <laughs> 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 no. Well, no, he, well, he can, but I won't be going. Uh, I got a one-way ticket when I leave here. So That's where uh, you are going. Uh, I guess we'll
0: see you at the State Fair this summer.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm excited about that. A lot of good things happening for the State yeah. Fair. Some things happening. you know, I think everybody last year, we've seen it. I think it'll be bigger and better this yeah. year. I really do. I think you're going to see some great cows there. So I'm excited about it. I know you'll be there. Absolutely. Uh, We'll be there. Jesse will be there. We'll have a good time. Yeah, it's always fun to go to State Fair. Everybody's enjoying it. Appreciate the chat. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Scott.
0: We'll be right back with our opinion maker panel. Representative Ben Baker makes his debut on the show after this.
2: All across Missouri, our new car and truck dealers are building strong local economies. When you buy a car or truck in Missouri, you're helping to support over 20,000 Missouri families who rely on the auto industry for good-paying local jobs. You're also helping fund our communities, schools, first responders, and our roads because dealers generate millions of dollars in tax revenue. Missouri's automobile dealers have been the foundation of our communities for generations and for generations to come. The Missouri Automobile Dealers Association, the heart of Missouri.
0: For more than a century, the St. Louis Carpenters Union has shaped our communities. Through trusted alliances, we deliver skilled professional craftspeople while our business partners provide the kind of quality jobs that keep our economy humming. It's a blueprint that has worked since 1882. Turning Missouri into a right-to-work
3: state stalls progress, wipes out jobs, and kills momentum. Right to work is wrong for everyone. Let's keep Missouri moving forward. Visit
0: CarpDC.org to learn more.
4: Your energy needs are changing. That's why at Ameren, Missouri, we're not waiting on the future. We're building it with the Smart Energy Plan. Advancing thousands of projects across the state. Helping reduce emissions through cleaner energy sources. Boost reliability with self-healing equipment. And better withstand storms with new composite poles, moving Missouri forward and bringing us all a little closer together. That's energy at work, Amherst, Missouri.
0: Welcome back this week of Missouri Politics, Opinion Maker time here from the state capitol. Former Senator Tim Green, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you. Molly Shores, Narel, Pro Choice, all the titles right.
4: Formerly Narel, thanks Formerly. for having me. Yes,
0: ma'am. Representative Mary Elizabeth Coleman, welcome back to the show. Thank you. First time on Representative Ben Baker. Very be glad you. to have you, sir. Thank you. All right, Representative, the day you've waited for, I when, when I saw the news, I thought of you first. What actually is happening, and what will this mean for Missouri? So
5: what's happening already is nothing. We have a leaked opinion from the Supreme Court, and it's really important to note that those opinions can change at any point. And uh, this leak is really historic and unprecedented, and so I think temperament is probably important and called for, but if the decision does come out as everyone seems to be expecting it to, it's an incredible, really victory for the unborn. Um, the pro-life movement has been fighting to protect children and women from the violence of abortion for almost 50 years. Um, and that's through the system and in the courts, and that the American experiment has worked within the system, instead of trying to tear it down, is an incredible win.
0: President Baker, I mean, as long as I've ever been around politics, Republicans have talked about this day. Now it looks like it's about to be here.
3: It's huge news, uh, obviously, for us that, that have advocated for that. It's been a big part of my political uh, experience. Uh, I was the executive director in, and uh, of the board of a uh, CareNet Pregnancy Resource Center. It's something I've always been passionate about. I think the biggest thing about this, though, this week is the concern over uh, this leak and uh, the future of our our country when it comes to a constitutional republic and uh, that has to be investigated and I think we've got to get the bottom of that.
0: All right. So let's assume that whatever is in this leaked opinion is reality. I think a lot of people are kind of making that assumption. What does that mean for groups like yours and abortion rights in Missouri?
4: You know, with this leak, it was exactly what we expected, if not on the timeline that we expected. They will overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey with no regard for the health, the dignity, the safety of the lives of pregnant people. The movement for 50 years has actually been contributing to the devastating rates of maternal mortality that we have here in our state, rates that are even significantly higher, as much as four times higher for black pregnant people. That is going to who is going to be the most impacted by this legislation are those already facing the most severe barriers to accessing reproductive health care to be able to care for themselves and their families.
0: Senator, let's just talk practicality here. Currently, if you want to get an abortion in the state of Missouri, if you're a Missourian, you drive to Illinois anyway, right?
2: I mean, for
0: the most part. Does that not just keep
2: happening? I think that keeps happening and I think the one thing we always need to keep in the forefront is the health of the woman. And one of the things we always tend to forget about is there's a lot of sexual assaults that go on in this state and in this country. And nobody wants to be realistic about it, but those are unwanted pregnancies. Women that had been attacked, possibly left dead from the attack. And you want to dictate to them what's best for them and their family. I think that needs to be taken into account as well. All
0: right, obviously hugely emotional cultural issue. Let's talk about the politics of it. I assume that that folks like Mallory are gonna be somewhat energized. But I believe the reason the Republicans, the single biggest issue of them taking the majority was abortion. You throw guns in there, but really those two issues. Now that you, the pro-life folks have won, I mean, I think no matter how you look at it, you're going to see a little bit of an ease in their intensity. And I think that could really change Missouri politics.
2: It's, it, I, I agree with you. It's easy to attack, but then you also have to become a defender. And I think that's what this possible decision could be.
0: President Baker, the toughest thing in politics, I think, is to get what you've been fighting for. I watched people. There was, back in the day, you couldn't have shot a wad through this hotel without hitting a doctor when there was a med mouth thing. He was representative here. Now you can't even get a doctor of the day. you got to get a doctor of the week uh, with guns. When there's folks that wanted concealed carry, they were here all the time. Now, folks come up, but not with the same thing. Do you think there could be an ease in the intensity of pro-life folks? I that they've won.
3: I don't know. I, I think people that are passionate about that issue are going to follow it through, uh, you know. And it, you know, Obviously, it goes back to states and states' rights, uh, and I think that's where it should have been in the first place. Uh, and in that, you know, we're 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 in a really good position as of uh, the result of uh, House Bill 126 that was passed several years ago. I've had a lot of people already contact me about that. Where are we at uh, when they've heard about the decision coming, to, or not the decision, but the potential decision coming down? Um, and people are really happy about that, from what I. Uh, the conversations I've had that we have already uh, put ourselves in that position. So I think people are still in tune to it and they will continue to be so. What happens next?
4: You know, 7 in 10, Missourians do not oppose political infer- interference and in access to abortion. And that is the majority. And so what happens next, I suppose, is the politics of it. You have folks that are only trying to advance their own political agenda well, the to was on seek the pro higher oh, Hold
5: on. Come on. I think that's a pretty—you've said a number of things that I think are really um, off-point, and I've let them go in deference to our host. but. I'm going to stop you there. When we passed House Bill 126, NARAL and Pro-Choice Missouri were saying, this is it, we're flipping We're flipping things, this is beyond what people want. Missourians don't want this. And we elected Republican majorities unlike anything we had ever seen. And I'll tell you this too, a movement that has been working for 50 years to protect women and children from the violence of abortion, to protect the unborn, doesn't just disappear or dissipate, because what we know is that every woman who finds herself in an unintended pregnancy is going to need support. And that's why the Republican majorities of this state have passed the Healthy Moms, Healthy Babies Act. I mean, as you do. You're all a lawyer, kind of and things. that's why you're fighting Medicaid
4: expansion, so that you can deny people of low income who need access to reproductive health care. No, actually, from getting support during pregnancy. there's a
5: wonderful debate that I did on Scott's show that'll talk about why I'm wanting to make sure that we protect Medicaid for the most vulnerable, and you can watch that and see my points on but that. I point. want
0: to ask you a question. As sure. an attorney. If this a, if this decision is what was what was leaked, yeah, is abortion illegal in the state of Missouri today? When that when that happens?
5: No, there's one of three things that will have to happen for that trigger ban to go into effect, and I think you'll see all three of them. The governor has to issue a proclamation that says Roe v. Wade has been overturned. I seem
0: to think he's going to do that. The
5: attorney general will have to issue one of these three things, and I think all three things are going to happen. The attorney general will have to tell the reviser of statutes that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. I he's, think
0: he might beat the governor to his part.
5: He already said he's going to do yeah. it, and the state legislature could also send concurrent resolutions saying that Roe v. Wade is overturned and that abortion is illegal in this state. Let me ask
0: you the political question. Yeah. I mean, I do believe the intensity. While I think I, polling, I can believe the intensity in this state's always been on the pro-life side. That intensity is going to going to ebb some. There's no way it couldn't, right?
5: Well, so the state has always been pro-life. Under our democratic supermajorities, we enshrine that life begins at conception in our state statutes. And I don't think it's changed whether party affiliation has changed. and. A lot of people really must understand what Roe v. Wade does. And even Mallory did. She said it was legislation. What it is is actually a court opinion. And by kicking it back to the elected representatives, if they believe the majority agree with them, then elect representatives who agree with you. And you should have no problem winning in the state houses.
0: Well, let's talk about electing representatives. They're trying to draw congressional have Been trying all year. Uh, no dice so far. The Senate has one that I think most folks thought was just comically bad. I mean, just silly. The House has made some attempts. Um, I think now they're, they're starting to get towards silly because they're trying to placate senators. You've lived through a couple of these.
2: What's going to happen? Well, what, what has happened in the past is you've at times had Republican legislatures and Democratic governors. So you had the Republicans unite and draw a map. Governor Nixon vetoed it. There were enough Democrats that were content with the map and they overrode. This time you have a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican governor. Somebody has to be the new bad person. So you're trying to draw these maps, which I give Representative Shaw a lot of credit, with eight Congress people that want to make sure their districts stay intact, then you have a lot of elected senators and representatives that want to make sure the congressional districts stay the same. Well, look,
0: you've got Senator Onder that wants a district that's advantageous toward him in well, St. Charles and the speaker that wants in mean, him. Well, on the,
2: on the one thing I will say about Senator Onder, and we have disagreed many times, but keeping St. Charles intact, the growingest county in the state, I don't think, is a wrong. Person. I don't look down on him, but I mean, that's what he's doing. Yes, but you got 400,000 people there. There was one time out of the St. Louis metropolitan area, out of nine congressional districts, four came out of the urban hub. So we have to realize you have to draw the districts where the people are. You can't keep protecting this county, in this county, this congressman, this congresswoman. You got to draw the lines where the people are.
0: You're drawing the lines where the people who have the power and the ambition run for Congress are, right? I mean, just press tax, right?
2: That's a big
3: part of it. Uh, I mean, that- you're
0: splitting the courthouse in Webster County. That's just comically stupid.
3: Right. Yeah, the Senate map I had a lot of problems with. It was I'm almost a on, joke. I'm on the redistricting committee in the House, uh, and you're right. There's a lot of factors in this process that I have uh, seen play out. Uh, you've got people that want what they want. You've got the congressional[s]. You've got all that. I think ultimately we have to go back, and I agree uh, with Tim, and that is the fact that we have to go back to what is our, our our responsibility in this, and that is we've got to look at the population, we've got to look at the constitutional, uh, you know, requirements that we have to meet, and we have to draw a map and try to keep out those other things, the politics of it, and keep that out. Unfortunately, those things are just connected. as has been some
0: maps. None of those things are
3: kept out, right? <laughs>
0: it just it, gerrymandering's real. Now maybe we don't do as bad as Illinois does it, but gerrymandering is real, right?
4: I mean, what I've seen in this map is the Missouri Right to Life show their face and make their goal abundantly clear that their goal is not life; it is keeping a white supremacist patriarchal majority. We saw their own <laughs> party. We saw their own party walk out on them as they tried to claim that a seven map was seven one map was a pro life
5: vote. Their own party walked out on
4: that. I mean,
0: they did the seven one thing. Is- Kind of been just a farce, right?
5: Well, the timing. I think you know, if you had done a map back in January, then there was certainly room for the courts to react to it, and we could have been on our second map. But instead, we negotiated against ourselves. We're working very slowly through this process, and if it I had a crystal like you beat ball, the heck out
0: of common sense. I mean, I mean listen, a,
5: I think if I had a crystal ball, what I see is that we're going to pick up and pass the Senate map on the last day because there is no other alternative unless the Senate passes another map. They're not going to pick up
0: this House prediction. Map. Will they pass that screwy Senate map?
2: I do think there will be a map passed, what map it is. What do you think, give me a prediction.
4: As long as it keeps them from advancing the current criminalization attacks on abortion, I take as long as you want.
0: Will there be a white patriarchal supremacy map passed?
5: I think we really disagree strongly on so many things it's hard to respond to, to that
3: question. Map. My, my projection right now is about 50-50 whether we get one passed or not. Uh, I think the, the latest one out of the House Committee yesterday is definitely the best map we've had so far on the table.
0: Uh, before we go, you the, the big issue of this session besides maps, I think in regular people has been schools. Folks didn't like masking their kids. You put together a parents bill of rights. What's in it?
3: So uh, it's basically trying to empower parents and, and put certain rights in statute uh, that allows them access to things like curriculum, things like uh, information about who is speaking in the classroom, uh, who is speaking in in, in special. Uh, you know, it
0: feels like you should be able to find a curriculum online, and I'm sure some schools do but that feels like something that is not unreasonable. A
3: lot of schools are already doing it, but this bill was tra- it was crafted to try to get at the bad actors that are literally just knowingly breaking the law and not providing access to.
2: Well,
0: we're gonna be a bad actor get you off the air if we don't wrap up, so who won the week?
2: I think Kayla Brown, the majority floor leader in the Senate. I think uh, the Senate moved a lot of legislation this week, so, so gears are moving. kudos to him. Who won the week?
4: Uh, Congresswoman Corey Bush gained another platform this week as a champion of abortion rights, telling her story and uh, raising hell, and we're going to keep fighting with her.
0: One week.
5: I think the unborn seem poised to have a massive victory, and it's important that we make sure that we continue to support women and children um, from the violence of abortion.
3: I would say the handlers of the election integrity yeah. bill that, that uh, the people have been asking us to get done. Tough
0: bill to pass. I always remember when people weep and gnash teeth. The first time they PQ'd this in the Senate, you knew who was in the chair? Chris Koster. <laughs> It was both ways. I'm going to say uh, Jason Bean, the uh, senator from the Boot Hill, he has worked for a long time with Farm Bureau and different folks on protecting property rights from the government taking your land. Big bill passed. He had to work till 4 a.m. to do it, but he got it done. Senator Bean won the week. And we'll see you next week back here from the state capitol on This Week in Missouri Politics.
2: Support for this program has been provided by the Missouri Automobile Dealers Association, Ameren, Spire, and Sterling Bank.